Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. There's a million distractions that demand my attention, but I just need to pause and take time for reflection. This ain't about rules or completing a checklist. I'm learning. The way that I exit determines my entrance. There ain't no outline or formula. This is a different form of love. I take my pains, fears, and doubts, and I pass them to the Lord above. Cause in all situations, I wanna seek Him first and listen to a still small voice of whispering words. I wanna call out to heaven to invade this earth. So I just fall on my knees. I gotta pray first. miss the lessons that prayer is not about getting something it's more about knowing someone it's more caught than taught that it's not elusive or abusive there's not this intimidating factor but there's an invitation all the time that God is saying come let's talk let's connect open up my word pray my word and we're going to continue this um and one of the ways we're going to do this is because a lot of times when you have momentum if you're doing a workout and you have a trainer and then you see some results, if you're excited about those results, you want those to continue. But once you get, hi, Giselle, how are you? She's waving at me. Yes, the girl in my dream right there. Yeah. You're not in Kid City though, huh? That's good. Oh, first service. Okay. And then, um, so you get a little momentum. Oh, just all of my kids are uh, Kingston. I made the mistake of visiting mid-kids and they saw me in. Obviously, we weren't able to assimilate back into service. Oh, and Jerome's here as well. All right, great. All right, yeah. Well, I'm glad Kid City. <laughs> Go help them, man. No, I'm kidding. It's not good. Okay. Um, but when you experience momentum and results that you like, but then you get the bill and you say, oh, I'm not going to do the trainer thing anymore. But when the trainer's not there to push you or wake you up, then the momentum oftentimes begins to have this stagnant effect. We're not moving at the same pace. We don't have the same momentum. And 21 days of prayer is good, and even having pray first, exciting. But if we aren't careful, what, what could happen is, well, it was neat when someone else planned the time, someone else was there to put on the songs, get it all ready, and that was great, but now my prayer life is going down the tubes. Now, corporately, we want you to continue your prayer life. And so we have uh, next Saturday, we want to invite you because we don't want the workout to stop. So 10 a.m., we'll be having prayer every Saturday at 10 a.m. So come, be a part of that. It'll be in Big Kids. It'll be no longer than an hour. And then if you'd like to lead a prayer group, we have the leader group kickoff next week. And that could take place. And we'll be praying over Connect Cards and all of that. And uh, if, you, if you say, that's me, you could tell them at the, the table. You can sign up in the app through the Connect Card and say, I, I want to be a part. Or just come next Saturday. But I want to submit to you today that has nothing to do with us doing this together. It has everything to do with when you feel alone by yourself. You're struggling, discouraged. You're 
dealing with issues. Bills aren't adding up to how much money you got. You might have lost a job. Someone gets a report with a sickness that is so difficult. So now what do you do when you enter your prayer closet? The 21 days is great, but what I want to submit to you is what is even better is when you pray alone with God. The minority of our prayer experience will be together. The majority will be alone with you in God. So we have to get comfortable with it. You got to find your own voice. You're going to constantly be comparing and, 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 and um, seeing if you add up to someone else's prayer style. It's exhausting. I want to free us of that today. So my goal is to simply, I want to expose the secret place life. Exposing the secret place life is today. I want to read Matthew chapter 6. This is where we started this month. It's where we're going to end. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father. Not Pastor Jerome's father. Our, your. It's personal. Who's in secret and your father who's in secret will reward you. Secret intimacy is better than social applause. And private prayers are better than public praise. We have it backwards. To expose is normally paired with something negative. Oh, TMZ, they expose them. But expose simply means to make something visible by uncovering it or to reveal the true As we reveal the true, what we find in the secret place, we can do it. God wants to connect with us all the time. And we can go in secret, and he sees you and wants to reward you. So let's expose the secret place life today. I want to teach a little bit and preach a little bit. I want to talk about a topic that I have never, I know there's sermons out there, but personally, I've never heard a sermon on this. And a sermon on lamenting that through pain and suffering and even complaining can you approach God I think it's fair to say if you are going to pray after you got a promotion that prayer time is going to be a little bit cooler if you're going to pray after you just got engaged you're going to be more engaged with the father if you if you blocked out the time now I recognize we could be distracted and not block out the time but let's assume for the example's sake, to say you have blocked up the time and you're in a happy place. You're praying to God. You're excited about God. But what when you're just frustrated, angry? God doesn't have to listen to you, does he? He doesn't have to listen to us. That would be the natural thought. God of heaven, of the universe, who's given us forgiveness of sin, and now we can approach him with lament, and it means to complain? What kind of God is this? But that's exactly what we see in the Psalms. And we're going to a Psalm of David, Psalm 13, that lamenting is a luxury. God allows us to complain. What a cool, cool dad. What a cool dad. Verse 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart? All the day, this is starting to sound like a teenager. How long my enemies will be exalted over me? Consider and answer me. O Lord my God, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. He's complaining, singing a complaint. Life's difficult, it's hard. 
Why are all these enemies all around? Where are you at? Have you forgot me? And where he continues, he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountiful with me. The message puts it, I have thrown myself heading into your arms. I'm celebrating your rescue. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayers. But the prayer started with a complaint. I want to invite you into my secret place uh, for a minute. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Urgently of what's concerning me And lock the door, throw away the key Hide me in your shelter, don't let evil get to hurting me You the shepherd, I'm the sheep Follow closely and I watch while you lean Listen as you speak, write down, repeat Rain my flame in the key Reform behavior, meditate, I fall asleep You ward openly, it seems insanity Sometimes I just can't take this reality I wanna fall out, get called out I know you hear me knocking, God I'm only finding refuge in your arms I'm just a sinner, God Never thirst, you the waters of life And when it's black, you the path that got me right You give me strength like Samson's might And when I feel like a tank shooting blanks with armies in sight You make it work, give me peace when I drum to your beat Purified more than four ministry Keep the roots clean, the prayers that I pray Inside of my secret place, close those all alone Come, won't you seek his face And when I'm broken and hopeless and need a change Your door's open, I'm here to pray And do you know how I feel? Do you know God is real? Submit to his Will praise God and just chill. Do you talk sometimes? Listen and sit still. Do you fight from the carpet, dig in and just live? Yeah, I'm in the marketplace and selling copyists. I know you call me to a deeper place, that is obvious. But when does it manifest? Weak in the knees, tears roll down, bowling balls. I need a rest. Big toes to preach the gospel on the shame, on the shame. Please, God, myself feeling so drained and it doesn't make sense. I'm like an alien, I can't identify with the patterns. It's like I'm from another planet. Close out 
don't you seek his face When I'm broken and hopeless and need a change Your door's open, I'm here to pray And do you know how I feel? Do you know God is real? Submit to his will, praise God and just chill Do you talk sometimes, listen and sit still Do you fight from the carpet, dig in and just live here? See, a lot of times we enter the secret place to pray to God and it's just all yeah, it's about all, ourselves. And it's all about I'm no me different. sometimes. The reality is we need praying for his kingdom you. to come and praying for glorifying his name and praying for us. Right now I want to pray for the church and the body pray of believers for the church that you Lord, do you forgive us of our sins, us God. Right now. I want to pray for Clean the us of our sins. And widows. God, God we orphans, pray for the widows and the prisoners and the orphans, God. Do something so great for our enemies. God, change this world. Those that don't have food, those that are broken, that are hopeless today, do something Great. Glorify your name and know that people will come to repentance and know that you're awesome. Father, I pray. Inside of my secret place, closed door, all alone. Come, won't you seek his face? And when I'm broken and hopeless and need a change, your door's open. I'm here to pray. And do you know how I feel? Do you know God is real? Submit to his will, praise God, and just chill. Do you talk sometimes, listen, and sit still? Do you fight from the carpet, dig in, and just kneel? Yeah. You know, I listened to that this week when I was practicing. It's been a little while since I've rapped that many words. And so I was thankful for Jerome, who reminded me in the car. He's like, Dad, you need to be practicing the song. Aren't you going to be rapping Sunday? And, uh, but to be transparent, you know, it's a song, but that was a life, that was prayer, that was lived, that was difficult. I mean, I remember one time selling copiers, just crying at the table with my boss. Because I knew it, 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 and that's not to discount how beautiful that season was. I just knew there was something more for me. That I was called to a deeper place, that is obvious. But when does it manifest? Some of us were wondering, does it manifest? Will I ever get change? I've been dealing with this issue so long. I'm here to invite you um, on behalf of the Father, and it's his invitation that he, he can handle your complaints, and as you spend time with him, he'll leave you radically changed. So I want to give us five treasures today to expose the secret place life. Life being, because this isn't a diet, it really is a lifestyle. If you miss a prayer, okay, pray. If you'll hear things, you'll maybe be convicted, well, I didn't pray about that, and now I'm tasting the bad fruit, pray, reset it change, calibrate. He has a great way of doing that. Um, there's people that have maybe uh, faced some big struggles this week that you could still be in the secret place and end with, I trust your steadfast love. I trust your salvation. And that the premise of our prayers is not built on you or me. So here's some treasures. I like that word, treasures. It takes me back to Goonies. So let's just five treasures to expose the secret place life because this should be available to everybody. And a little bit of my pet peeve is when there's super, when there's supernatural people that it doesn't feel natural. And I, I, I've been guilty. You've been guilty, potentially. Um, I'll just expose myself. I've been guilty. And when, when people feel like they can't be involved, that, that's, that's totally an L. It's, it's a loss every time. And so may we be like Jesus to translate, to, to meet people where they're at, uh, tell stories, but ultimately invite people in. And Jesus invited them in. He took a bunch of misfits and said, let's go do this. I'm going to teach you along the way. So the first thing is this feeling we all feel 
um, every once in a while, but we feel alone. But the truth is I am never alone. That's the number one treasure. I am never alone. Leadership is lonely. Life is lonely. But we are not alone. Go in your room and shut the door and pray to your father who's in secret. He's there. He's already there. We have bought a lie that we need each other to feel complete. We don't need each other. We need God. And when we're with each other, because we desire each other, because God wants us to be together, we learn more about God as we're connected together. So God understood it was a byproduct to love God and love people. You couldn't do one without the other. It's natural. But I think we get deceived by saying, if, I'm around, if I come to church, my whole life's going to change. No, if you actually start applying when no one's looking, that's the only way it'll change. And I hope this is a boost today. By all means, way to come. It's awesome. Give yourself a hand. Like, way to be here. Come on. Like, you're here. That's a celebration of Jesus is alive, that there's no sting of death anymore. And we know he's victorious. And anyone who puts their faith and their trust in him can be made brand new today. But all of us aren't going to ride home together and pay each other's bills today. Hopefully some people will. I mean, it's not going to happen. But God is with you. And then we're together, and that's what's really neat. We're, we have a team. We have a family. He didn't leave you alone. But you're truly never alone because the Father is with you. It's been a phrase that I've thought about many times. It says, we can run, but we can't hide. There's been times when you try to run, but you can't, you can't hide. There's no secrets with God. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, can a man hide himself in secret places so that I can't see him? declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. God sees everything. That's convicting. And he doesn't just see everything. He knows everything. He's present everywhere. The message puts, am I not present everywhere, whether seen or unseen? It reminds me of a song. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I go, what? Da, da, da. Yeah, check this out. There you go, clap that up. Go clap that up. Oh, yep, they're always watching. Somebody's watching. You always feel like somebody's watching you and the truth is someone is you don't have any privacy God is always watching but he's a good God and it's good that he's always watching he's watching when we can't so shout out to Rockwell that's who made the song and also Master P who had did a remix of that but his was a lot more vulgar so we couldn't do that one <laughs> when we keep things private from God it begins to control consume or destroy us when we keep things private from God, it begins to control, consume, and destroy us. He's omnipresent. But when we let him in, his love covers a multitude of sins. Psalmist writes, let your bones you have broken rejoice. That means when the doctor steps in the room and he's got to reset a bone, and the shepherd, that we sing. Thank you for that pain because I know it's going to be towards my gain. It's going to benefit me in the long run. Uh, number two, prayer is, it's a habit. 
It's a lifestyle, it's a habit. One of my favorite characters in all of the scripture is a man named Cornelius. And I'm gonna read in Acts chapter 10 out of the message translation. It puts it really neat. It says, there was a man named Cornelius who lived in Caesarea and he was a captain of the Italian guard. He was a centurion, he was a soldier who stationed there. He was thoroughly a good man. He had led everyone in his house to live worshipfully before God. Dads, that's convicting. He was always helping people in need and had the habit of prayer. One day, about three o'clock in the afternoon, he had a vision and angel of God, as real as his next door neighbor, came in and said, Cornelius. I love when scripture goes out of way as Luke's writing. If you thought the angel thing was somehow a figment of his imagination, it's real as his neighbor. I like that because the supernatural power of God is more real than anything we see or touch. Cornelius stared hard, wondering if he's seeing things, and he said, what do you want, sir? The angel said, your prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. That God's looking. Who will grab his attention? One of the mistakes we do when we read scripture is we become miracle groupies, okay? Groupies, we're probably miracle groupies a little bit. Let me explain. A miracle groupie is when we just want to know when Jesus did the highlight thing and when Joseph got out of jail. We don't want to talk about the decades he's in jail and in trouble. We want to talk about when David slayed the giant, but David was running from uh, Saul so many years too, and we don't want to talk about him in the cave. And We love that Jesus, you know, he's performing miracles, but what about when he's in obscurity for 30 years? And Isn't this the carpenter's son? He's a tecton, which means he's a general laborer. Jesus was a general laborer. Let that sink in. So I'm, I'm in the marketplace selling copiers. I know you call me to a deeper place. That is obvious. I can imagine Jesus, oh, I'm going to save the world, and I'm building a table, and I'm carrying wood for my dad. <laughs> but you're my dad. Can't we change? Can we speed up this? When can I start doing this thing? When we're a miracle groupie, what happens is we want just the signs and wonders. We don't want the process. And so when we read this, what happens is we say, well, Cornelius, he was seen, and the angel showed up. No. The, the, the best part of the passage is Cornelius was simple. Simple dude, man. He prayed, led his family really well, did kind acts to his neighbors one life at a time. He was just faithful and a little and it brought to God's attention. So if we could make that the emphasis, I think that's where we find the beauty. That prayer is a habit. We don't need just the result all the time. Don't let that stop you from making a habit of prayer. And as you make it a habit of prayer, it will become instant. Since we're on the topic of copiers, I've referenced that. I was selling copiers in this meeting. This guy comes, he's a professional guru. And he goes around the room and he says, each person, how long have you been here? Because industry average, if you're there over six months, you will work and retire in the copier industry. Maybe not for that company, but you'll be in the field until you retire. And so everyone goes around. Um, and uh, uh, it, uh, I'm mistaken, it was over two years, anything over two years. Um, and you made it to the, the first threshold was you normally got fired by six months, but if you made it to six months, you'll make it to two years. But once you make it to two years, so, okay, so going around the room, okay. Um, how long for you? How long for you? Everyone's saying it. Da, 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 three months, two years, 10 years, 15 years. Gets to me. I say three years. He goes, for whatever reason, he said this to me. He goes, lifer. And I said, quickest, quickest thing in the world. I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Everyone looked around. 
So don't ever speak that stuff over me, dude. Ever. Why? Because I had a habit of prayer. It just came out. It came out. When people poke us, it's got to come out. When you poked Cornelius, it came out. Number three, there's always a fight, yet always something to be thankful for. How? There's always a fight, but yet there's something to be thankful for. I had a friend, uh, Terrence, when we, when we uh, worked at the car lot together, and he used to have me do this thing. He called me, um, he called me Jay Riga. So he said, hey, Jay Riga, do that thing. And what I did was this. I'd be like. <laughs> it was a funny way to say, hey, show me your moves when you fight. We look like that trying to fight our own battles. <laughs> Enter in the secret place, punching everywhere. Because there is, there is always a fight. Always. There is always a fight. So who's supposed to fight? What's one of the biggest fights we have? Uh, a lyric in that song says, I hate evil. Hate's a big, strong word. But Proverbs 8, 13 says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Racism, hate that. Death of babies, unborn, hate that. Rape, hate that. Murder, hate that. People that don't have food, hate that. Well, how do we respond then? Wait, there's sin and evil in me. I hate that. Romans 7, Paul says, For I know that nothing good in me dwells. That is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do, I do not want, is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it. This is the tongue twister of all the scriptures. But sin that dwells within me. It's the sin in me that is, is manifesting this ungodly behavior. One of the neatest things about spending time with God and exposing the secret place, before he ever wants to deal with whatever battle you're facing, he always wants to deal with what's on the inside. There's this columnist, I'll butcher some of the story, but this, this story goes on. This writer for a newspaper a columnist writer says, tomorrow I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the world. And news reader, or readers all around the publication were excited to say, what is this famous columnist going to write? What's wrong with the world? And what he found was, uh, or what they all were shocked to, to find was that he wrote, what's wrong with the world? I am. Because in me is all the things I hate. In me is qualities that I wish weren't there. Because there is a sin nature that we're all born into, and only Jesus can give us freedom from that. God always deals with first the log in our own eyes and then the speck. And, and what we realize is we're in a battle more real than Marvel. And this is why I love Marvel movies and I let the kids watch them and read them in DC Comics because it gives you Bible commentary of how real that uh, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. This sounds like an intro for Star Wars. This is Ephesians 6, though. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So one of the fights we face is obviously evil. And to hate evil is not to hate the person, but to hate the principalities and the demonic forces at work. Because in 2 Corinthians 4, it says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. And we're praying, God, let people see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I think a cool response of what a secret place 
fight looks like is a text I got this week from a friend. He writes, crazy word for my wife right now. I don't know why she would say this. And I'm just going to send it over and not overthink it. She said, text Jerome if he knows of a mom having a baby who doesn't want to keep it, will take it. So for whatever is in that, Father, have your way. Love you and miss you, Jerome. So I guess keep that in your back pocket, uh, which right now I have a fruit leather. <laughs> and thank you for grace if that comes by insensitive in any way. I was just trying to honor my wife. I thought this was beautiful from every angle. To, to be frustrated about whatever you see, whatever you feel, but then to be a part of the solution in a powerful way. And then I thought it was really neat about city life that they would think of us. I don't know. Text Jerome. They're probably loving on people in the craziest settings. Yeah, amen. Because God told us, go after the ones nobody wants, and he'll give us the ones everybody wants. That's what he does. So in the fight, we can send a distress, distress signal. One of the neatest things is we have God um, answering. Because in distress, Psalm 81 says, you called and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. God answers me in you. Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. Who needs God to fight for him this week? Come on. I need God to fight for me this week. Let's, let's let God fight for us. That God will fight for us. You only have. Only to be, you, only, you have only to be silent. When we're angry, what do we want to do? Get loud. Let us first start in silence. We pray, we wait, and we fight from the carpet. Roy Stocksill, he says, a man on his face can never fall from that position. A man on his face can never fall from that position. You're strongest when people think you're at your weakest place. You don't need to flex. Just pray. Drop on your knees. Pray. 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 And there's always a fight, yet we can be thankful always. Well, First Thessalonians 5 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. One of the beautiful attributes of the secret place is that we can give thanks even through pain. Acts, disciples getting whooped, beaten, thrown into jail, and then they start singing and thanking God that they were counted uh, worthy to be afflicted uh, for his namesake. What? God, thank you. We just got whooped for your namesake. Oh, God, we love you. We love them. God bless them. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's easy to talk about, hard to live. But this is the beauty of the secret place. And number four, God will reward us. I'm going to fly through these next couple too uh, so we can land the plane. But God will reward us. Matthew 6, 6 does say, your father who sees in secret will reward you. We've seen the rewards manifest many times. In over 20 years, they're just dots on the timeline though. The rewards, it's, it's the Cornelius moment, angel comes, God's attention, that's a dot. The, 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 the bulk of the timeline was wrestling, praying, crying, angry, I punched the fridge, true story, I punched the fridge. Um, people are like, you punched the fridge? Yeah, I punched the fridge, okay? 
I punch the fridge. Punch the fridge. You want me to go? I go more. I've done crazier things, but I punch the fridge. I punch the fridge. You want to know why I punch the fridge? We misspelled a word in a typo in one of our print material that we'd worked on for so long. And I got it. It was just late at night. And uh, I punched the fridge, okay? I punched the fridge. Get off me. I was kidding. <laughs> God will reward us. But the rewards come through much lamenting, much victorious. Uh, one of the rewards we found was we were writing this album, that, that, that the song that you heard. We would pray before... We started doing it, and I, I, I didn't have all of the, the words to say. I just started simply writing words down. God, here's what I want to see. This word, this word, this word. I want people to feel this. This word, this word, this word. Here's what I want to happen. This word, this word, this word. And then we had this listening party, and everyone went around what they were feeling, and we get to my friend, and he goes, not to be weird or anything, I don't have much to say. I feel like God gave me words. And he started saying the words, and I had to show them that it was in my prayer journal because it was that unbelievable. But it was a reward. It was a reward. Did I need it to keep going? No. But was it really neat? Yeah. It's a reward. There's been rewards where I listed uh, qualities in my wife. I mean, I was specific. I'm talking shape. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> I mean, every, I was specific. Qualities. We prayed for our kids. We had a prompting before the kids and, I mean, for the young years here. We, uh, we prayed even before, like even during one time. You'd be like, what? Is he, what's he talking about? Is he talking about that? Yeah, yeah, here, here's what I want to tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can't talk about it in church, we're just done. I hate having to be PG. That's why I used to love uh, preaching to youth groups. You could just, i pull up clips unedited, you know. Um, but here, and then someone's like, dang, they're, they're hitting their spouse. Why don't you do that? No, I'm kidding. Um, but look, no, it's, it's, it's so few and far in between. It, it's, it, it's, it's miraculous prompting for us to say and be so convicted and compelled to know we've done so many things wrong. We do not want to do this wrong. We have to break the generational cycle. We need our kids to be holy, sanctified, that, that people will see that they're our land and we tend to it, taste and see they will do more than we dream. That's why. So if you're saying, well, I, I didn't pray before some of the things and now we're tasting the fruit. Well, look, God is good. If you didn't pray, pray now. He can change things. He resets, he forgives, he heals. He does these things. Because when we haven't prayed, we've made the dumbest decisions, bought things that didn't last and so the life of the secret place is praying always. And then lastly, worship team, if you guys would come up stage, that'd be cool. Um, the steadfast love of God is all-consuming. May we end the way David did after all of his complaints. And he says, I've trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Why this is so powerful? Because the contrast, his enemies want to rejoice in him dying. Satan wants to rejoice when you're addicted, when you're in mess, when you're struggling, when you feel shackled, when you feel in chains. But God, God, we rejoice in, in not how the enemy rejoices. We rejoice in knowing that it's his steadfast love. I don't even have to keep the love. It's, it's his faithfulness that he has. It's, it's his salvation because he'll save me. You can rejoice if they kill me. But guess what? God will save me forever. So it, it, the paradigm shift, you can't spend time with God and not leave changed. His love is too good. 
So bring the complaints to God. Don't bring them to a forum. And then after we spend time with God, now we go to the forum. It changes it. And I know this is challenging. But the message says, I, 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 I throw myself headlong into your arms. I'm celebrating your rescue. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayers. I'm so full of them. I'm so full of them. Shame on me for complaining. I'm so full of them. The best ways to remember answered prayers when we give thanks, make a list, just give thanks. I did that today. I said, God, I'm thankful that I'm your son. I'm thankful that I have an amazing wife and I'm married to my best friend. I'm thankful that we have kids that we can steward. I'm thankful that we're getting to be a part of a movement because God is doing something alive here and then that we're, we're not into playing church. We want to be the church. I'm thankful, God, that you've allowed us to, to, to be in a city that isn't known for having the greatest sports teams or whatever, but we can be known for having the greatest love on planet Earth. I'm praying that when Jesus comes back, this is what I'm praying for, that he wants to come to Lansing first because of city life. You could say, well, that's crazy. It's a little bold, isn't it? What about all the other churches? I love all the other churches. I'm just not at their church. Right? I love all the other families. But God's called us to take care of this one. This one. This one. This one. We want God to consume us, right? We want to uh, consecrate going into, uh, going out of 21 days and then into a lifestyle of secret place. We'll have the corporate thing Saturdays. You can come 10 a.m. And if you want to be in a prayer group, we've got that and that'll be coming up. But but individually, I'm talking when you pull over and you're crying and you're stressed so bad or you've calloused it so far, you don't even want to deal with the emotions anymore. Maybe let God into that. And as we sing, consume me, that's a statement saying, God, the world tries to consume us, but we're letting you consume us. We want you to take every part of our hearts. If you want God to consume you, will you stand and sing this with me? Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.